Welcome to The Millionaire's Lawyer, where you'll hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to grow your business and sell it for maximum profitability. If you want to learn lawyer-proven strategies for building and exiting your business, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, J.P. McAvoy, is a business lawyer, college professor, and best-selling author who has been assisting clients start, grow, and sell their businesses for millions of dollars for over 15 years. Will yours be the next? Now here's your host, J.P. McAvoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Millionaire's Lawyer. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a great show for you, a little different than normal, because we're doing a Q&A. A good friend of mine has been asking questions that are similar to the type of questions I've been hearing from a lot of other people, specifically with how to get a, you know, a podcast and uh, some, develop some properties around a podcast that they might be able to leverage. Because it's a topic I, I get questioned on, uh, more you know, as the millionaire's lawyer as opposed to a business attorney, I thought it made, might make sense to record the conversation. Uh, again, a good friend that's more than willing to do that and share. And so perhaps sharing some of the uh, best practices or things I've learned along the way, we can share them here as a means of, uh, well, of hearing how it's actually done or how you might possibly be able to do it as well if you're thinking of it, or at least to get the nuts and bolts of the way these things are brought together. Good friend, Roseanne Janiga, you'll hear some of what uh, her expertise is and the way that uh, her day is unfolding and the way her business will continue to evolve from here. So happy to be here today and here with a dear friend, my dear friend, Roseanne. How are things going on your end right now? Things are going very well for me. Thank you very much. I'm super excited about lots of things. Yes, lots of things. And of course, uh, we do a lot of exciting things together. And very exciting to hear that you're developing your own your own product, your own uh, feature show, your own podcast. Uh, tell, I mean, tell me more what you're thinking and see how I can help you with this. Well, what I'm thinking, so first of all, I'll tell you, it started, I was inspired by a friend, <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. You know, because I'd always wanted to do workshops. That was kind of my goal. I wanted to do workshops. I wanted to do, you know, educational workshops for frontline workers, for teachers, that kind of thing, based on this passion that I have for this particular subject. So then you spoke to me a little bit about your podcast. And I thought, well, I could never do a podcast. You know, didn't think I was cool enough, but turns out. Turns that out you're I cool enough, right? <laughs> I might be cool enough. I don't know yet. So I'll try it and see. And so what I've thought about as well, because I want to do the workshops, I thought it would be you sort of mentioned in passing, you know, about the networking possibilities for this kind of thing. And that's what this my sort of goal is all about, right? Like I'm always reaching out to specialists in the field that I'm interested in just to learn more. So I think this is a good platform for that. I recently was asked to do a workshop. And then I thought, well, okay, I need to really get this going so that I have something for them to refer to as, you know, because if I do a really good job at that workshop, I want to make sure that they can refer me confidently and have sort of a product to back me up with. So that's right. That's, and that's and that's kind of the way it works. So as I mentioned to you, uh, just before we hit record, I've been getting questions like this recently from people, uh, certainly aside from the, the legal side or the legal things that I do, uh, more the millionaire's lawyer and how you develop properties like the millionaire's lawyer. And as we talked uh, previously, as you said, there are lots of ways to leverage a podcast and a lot of things you can do with it. And you develop yourself, uh, you develop a podcast and a property as I'll describe it here. And you can, you can take it in different directions. As you say, a networking opportunity, something to show your expertise and put that expertise in front of others. Of course, share your learning and the things that you know with listeners and people that uh, may benefit from it. And then it can take, it can take many shapes and forms from there. So it's great that you're kind of doing that thinking already. 
so let's develop it. You know, as I say, I'm getting questions like this. So let's just take a few minutes developing it for you to the extent you're comfortable doing it here. And then maybe we'll put something into uh, something into motion or put something together. So your expertise specifically, or the sharing that you want to do, the networking you want to do, who's that with, or how's that going to be? So what would you say, who's that going to be with? So yeah. essentially the, the area is trauma and attachment. So that's, and it's such a huge topic, but I want to, I want to be different in a little bit of the sense that we're going to talk about trauma and attachment and the biology of it. So, excuse me. So some of the, there's a lot of trauma podcasts out there and a lot of them do talk about it and, you know, the research and all, and it's fabulous. So I want to take all of that stuff and then bring it down to sort of a casual conversation about people's relationships, lives, and how that big topic of attachment brings you into your everyday life. And then we'll talk about the biology of it. So sort of the neurochemical stuff that happens inside the, you know, all the molecular changes that happen when with stress and with trauma. And then also I want to zone in on learning. So how that affects learning in the schools for children, because that's kind of where this little puppy started for me. You know, I dealt with a lot of kids with a lot of trauma in the schools, and I always felt like they're, you know, constantly re-traumatized just by entering a classroom. So that's how this kind of started. So all of that, that's what I want to talk about. Oh, okay. That's, I mean, it's really- Is that too much? No, not at all. It's great. And uh, (laughs) I think it's a really compelling subject and it's something that, you know, needs to be heard. So obviously it's going to make sense for you to develop that and bring it to, uh, bring it into fruition. So I guess the first stage is creating the platform or, or creating something by which you can launch this. And I think your questions were originally starting from that. Have you named any of this yet? Well, I have a name for my, I'm going to say company slash podcast, because again, because I've been hired to do this workshop. And then yesterday I was invited to this huge thing in Kingston where she's like, oh, would you like to come? And I'm thinking, okay, sure. I don't know what I'm doing, but sure, I'll come. (laughs) Right. And so now I'm like, okay, now I should have a company. So I had a company name called Attached at the Root. Attached? I did a little. At the at, Root? And you've Googled that? Root. Like, does anything come up for, for my Google search? No, I did Google it. Nothing came up. Okay. So your business is called Attached at the Root. The question is, how are we going to formalize it? It can mm-hmm. be a sole proprietor. If you're doing it with somebody else, it can be a partnership or it can actually be a corporation. You mentioned a corporation a couple of times. I generally encourage people to incorporate. It sounds like that's where you're leaning already as well, right? Well, Okay. So you sent me that link. Yes. You know, about, uh, you know, how to get your business. And yes. and I have to be honest with you. It's overwhelming. You're for still me. stuck. Yeah. Well, that's why we're talking through it here. And as I say, a lot of people yeah. are asking me these questions. So let's just talk through it because okay. I sent you a link Good. that, uh, you know, and we're talking Ontario as a jurisdiction. It doesn't need to be for somebody mm-hmm. listening elsewhere. It could be their own jurisdiction. But from an incorporation perspective, if it is to be incorporated, you need to get permission to use the name. And then you need to incorporate for Ontario or anywhere in Canada. I'd probably say use a federal corporation. I sent you links, I think, for those things. The key is going to be to get a name search done for Attached at the Root. It needs a legal ending as well. So it's Attached at the Root, Inc., Corp., LTD, or the long form or French versions of those. Any of those uh, resonate with you? Is it just a choice or does it matter how you register it? as nope. to how you have to pick Inc or Corp. No, nope. it's just a choice. So it's what feels the best. Uh, attached at the root Inc, attached at the root Corp, attached at the root LTD. I think attached at the, li- attached at the link, attached at the root Inc. Yes, I agree. So attached at the root Inc will be the name of your company. 
Okay. Again, I always say Google at first, because if you Google something and all kinds of stuff comes up, well, you're likely not going to get a company name that way. But if you've Googled it and not much right. comes up, we'll probably be able to get the name for it. It's easier to get it on a provincial or state basis if we're talking states, but federally, a little more difficult, but you'll probably get something like that because it's fairly unique. A proper legal name has to have a unique aspect to it. It needs to have something descriptive and it needs to have a legal ending. So I think your name will be suffice from a legal perspective. So attached at the root ink will be the name. It then needs shareholders, of which there must be at least one. So I'm assuming you as the shareholder of that corporation, the corporation and the shareholders will then elect a director. I'm going to assume that the director is you. Stop me. I don't make any too many assumptions here, but you'll be that director. These can change and you can this can evolve as your company expands, as you bring other people on, as the network expands, right? And then that, that director elects the officers to be in the office every day, of which you need a minimum of president, a secretary, and a treasurer. Then you can appoint other officers. So a lot of like dot coms and things like that will appoint things like a, a chief dream officer. So we'll put you the president, secretary, treasurer, and do you want to be the chief, I don't know, trauma officer or the chief attachment officer? I lost as well? you there for a second. Oh, okay. okay. Did you, you, you got me around the, the officer stage. So you'll be the president, okay. secretary, treasurer. Is there anything mm-hmm. else you want to be? Right. That's what I, okay. So I can be all of those things. Yes, you can. So exciting. I'm going to give myself different names too, just for fun. So it doesn't look like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> like okay. normal, right? So normally as you are talking to yourself now, it's like, well, actually, no, I'm talking with, right. to another officer of the corporation. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. We're having a staff meeting. <laughs> so director elects the officer. And then I have the officer elects the needs a secretary and a... President, secretary, treasurer are, are the President. officers. And they've been appointed actually by the directors. Secretary, so you can be all those. And then the question is, do you want to put something on your business card? Like, uh, you know, from a networking perspective, other than a president, secretary, treasurer, like do you want to call yourself another position because we appoint yourself that at the same time. I don't know. I haven't thought about that at all. So what do you recommend? Like, what are you thinking? What do people normally It depends. Do? Again, I'll give you my legal answer all the time. It depends. Because like, uh, would you put founder? Founder is not an officer position. Some people will do that. An officer position, as I say, with dot com is like the like chief dream officer, chief imagination officer, chief technology officer, uh, something medical. You could be chief medical officer. As a lawyer, they don't really mean a lot. They're not further defined anywhere in any legislation. It's just, I shouldn't say legislation, in the, in the Business Corporations Act. It's just what people want to call themselves. So as a lawyer, say, okay, well, let's properly appoint you as an officer. In your space, I don't know, as they say, sometimes people don't want to hand a business card that says uh, president of the company on it. They want to call themselves something other than that, vice president or you know, vice president of business development. In your field, as I okay. say, I'm just imagining you being at a conference where you're hand somebody a card, you may say, yeah, I'm whatever, the chief medical officer of this company as well. All those right. things can be appointed later. I just pointed out now for sort of us as we start taking, you know, giving this some shape. So your company is going to exist, right? It's going to be organized that by the way we just described, and we can do some of the other details. We'll get some of the other details in that for the actual registration of the articles for the now, corporation. Now, can I just back up for two seconds? Yes, of course. Because I wrote something down that you said, and I'm just wondering if this matters. You had said something about about provincial level and federal level might be more difficult. So is there a benefit to like, do you need to get both approvals? Do you just stick to provincial? If you're federal, what does that mean? Great question. So they're essentially competing jurisdictions. So if it's, you know, provincial in Canada or state uh, in the US, and then Canada actually has federal corporations as well. So a federal corporation is really just competing with other jurisdictions for your incorporation dollars. In Canada, we tend to, it's not definitive, but a lot of times we'll steer people towards a federal corporation because there's one less registration that needs to occur as you do business in other jurisdictions. 
Canadian federal corporation doesn't require what's called an extra provincial registration for a company going to business in other provinces. So all things being equal, long answer for you is to say, well, probably just do federal. And that's the only place you'll need to register. Okay. Okay. So we register that. And again, I sent you the link before and we'll put the links in the show notes, but you either hire a lawyer to do this or hire an agent to do this for you or do yourself. I'll send you a link that will allow you to go through the incorporation process. We just answered some of the basic questions. You'll know that you're the shareholder, director, officer. You'll need to put in your head office for the corporation, which is typically a home, which is not an issue to have that. Can't be a PO box. So you can use your home address and you need the address for the directors as well. So one and the same. So all those things will be registered. The corporation will exist. And just so you know, that's actually public. So someone could search that company as well. So they'd search your home address. If, okay, if, so that was uh, something that it. I, yes, that was something that is I that read on you? your, well, I read it on the, the links that you sent me. And is it an issue? Probably not, but I don't know, right? Is, does it become an issue? I mean, I don't know. Or, and if there's no PO box alternative, then you really don't have an alternative unless you use somebody you don't really like, you could use their address. Yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes. And some there are there are some uh, you know mailing services and transfer agents that will do things for fees. Sometimes a really good lawyer, if they're really good to you, will allow you to use their office as well. Very re- irregular that that actually occurs. Okay. For most people, it's not an issue because you actually want the mail to get to you, and there's not a, a lot of mail. You want it from your taxing authorities or CRA in Canada to make sure that mail gets to you. So as long as the mail's safe, there are a few companies that are doing things that we'll call aggressive, where they don't want uh, their home address listed there. And I mean, you're dealing with trauma. So I don't know if you're dealing with people that you think might perhaps you don't want them to have that information. The head office for the company could be elsewhere. Legally speaking, the director's home address is supposed to be listed. So there are still ways where people will circumvent that. But as I say, the legal requirement is what I just described. Okay. So, I mean, we don't need to answer those questions. Well, actually, we are answering those questions. Like I say, like, as you complete this, I don't see it as being a a major issue for having that home address, but, but unless you say it is. And addresses can be changed. They can be changed to a PO box after you've incorporated as well. I should point that out. The uh, Through the articles of incorporation, they won't be acceptable if you use a PO box, but I've seen clients subsequent to incorporating change their address to a PO box. So that may be something that uh, you know allows you to decide right now, okay, I'll incorporate. And if it's something that I, I'm uncomfortable with at a later date, change the address to a PO box after the company's been incorporated. Right. And again, in my case, I don't think it would be an issue because mostly like the people that I would be dealing with are the professionals in the field. Not right. I'm not doing therapy sessions. So it would be more dealing with professionals. So I guess it's not an issue in that sense, but okay. uh, it is a good question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. So from there, and so I'm sort of, as I say, talking from the ground up because you want to incorporate, you want to get the company, bring it into existence because the next things you do are all going to be owned by the company or you're going to have it all within the company, which is the right way to do it. It makes sense from a growth of the company perspective. And it's also just practically speaking, makes sense because there are a few things you're going to do that's going to require some money. This company is going to need a bank account, right? So you need the articles to get a bank account. Uh, so once you have those, you take the articles to, the, to your bank and you give them the articles and you actually create a bank account. So then you've got a little bit of, uh, you know, from a practical perspective, ability to start managing things a little bit for this, because sure, you might have to lend a little bit of money to the company to begin with, probably not a lot to get this going, but uh, you're going to put some money in the bank account. So there'll be a loan from you as a shareholder into the corporation, but then the company can start, you know, registering for domain names. Have you done that yet? I should say that, but uh, have you registered domain name or anything? No. Okay. So, you know, you'll register for a domain name, but you'll have that domain name owned by the company. Right? So do I do that myself? Yeah. Or you pay somebody to do it. Uh, we can talk okay. through, let's just talk, take a minute to talk through doing that because 
you know, all these things you can pay other people to do, but I think it makes sense for us to have this chat. And to the extent you're comfortable doing this, do them. And then of course, you know how to reach me. So uh, we'll we have other conversations uh, uh, about this, but I, I just thought, because so many people are asking me these questions and I appreciate that you'd come on to actually have this conversation here. So others can learn from this experience as well. Domain names. Yes. I uh, would, uh, there's pros and cons, but I would simply go to like one of the large domain name providers to register your domain name. I use GoDaddy and there's pros and cons. And my tech guru has, uh, I mean, there's pros and cons and you do all kinds of research on that. But my tech guru has said, stick with the bigs. You got to be cautious how you use them as well. But you, at least you know that they're not going to disappear. And that's a, a very key thing. So, you know, you're going to play around with attached at the root and get a domain name for it. You might even be able to find that. And I'd encourage you to do that sooner rather than later, because once you've incorporated this company and once this podcast goes live, other people may go and try to take that domain name, right? So you're going to go to okay. godaddy.com. Uh, after this conversation, and you're going to uh, set up an account in the name of the company. If it gives you the opportunity to do the name of a company, add it as attached at the root, Inc. And then you're going to search for a domain name you're happy with. I would encourage you to get a .com in addition to anything else as well. But if the .com is available, I would encourage you to take that. Okay. Now, let's say I go to godaddy.com. I look for my domain and I'm unable to get it. It's taken or something too similar. I don't know what they're regulations are for not getting the domain. Is there another big that you would go to to search again? Or is it if it's if you can't get it on GoDaddy, you can't get it anywhere kind of scenario? Yeah, you're not going to get it. And I'm going to okay. do this right now for you. Let's do that right now. And then I can transfer it to you. Again, it's just key. You want to make sure you have this and a lot of stuff starts to form around this, right? Uh, right. And really, I mentioned here before a business card, the bigger calling card is really your internet presence, right? So you're going to want to have something you know, at whatever the domain name you choose so that people can find you or see you there. It's so exciting. I get butterflies in my belly. It is. It's, and you know, it is exciting. This is the birth. Is, a lot of people talk about, it, you know, as a business lawyer, I want to create a company. It's like, you know, by naming it and saying you're doing business, you've actually created it. Yeah. And then it becomes more formal as you go to incorporate. Why because it's been in my head for two years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> Interesting. It's not letting me in there right now. Okay, we'll move on to the next stage because it didn't actually let me sign in. I'm not sure why, so I'll have to check that. But we'll get that. So the domain name up, bank will be up. And so you can put money in there. First thing is domain name. And then the next thing is you're talking your podcast, right? So it'd be the first sort of property or first thing you develop for the business. There's immediate needs, right? Because you're being actually asked to do things right now, which is wonderful. And things I always say to people, you don't have to, you know, the whole thing doesn't have to be developed from the beginning. Start responding to where uh, there's clearly needs, right? There are people asking for things already. So mm -hmm. start building things out by addressing those needs. And sure, it'll take sh shape and evolve and th other things will happen with it. But start addressing those needs. So podcast is going to be your first thing by the sound of things. And you were saying before that you're going to, uh, you're going to have guests on. You're going to want to, you're probably going to do something similar to what we're doing right now, right? So yeah. for the podcast, as we talked about, and you're clearly able to use Zoom already. So you're using something on Zoom. You'll record those podcasts and when they've been recorded, you'll need them edited. And there are a number of services that for people that will edit them. Some people do it on their own. I'd encourage you to use a service and stick with the things that you're, you know, where your skills are best suited because mm -hmm. you spend a lot of time learning that. I can send you a couple of people that uh, would do the editing side of things. And in fact, they do a lot of the production side of things, if you wish, for the podcast. So you decide how much you invest with them and how much you, uh, yeah, how much you decide to do on that end of things and how elaborate really you want the production of, uh, of your show to be. But that allows you to get some shows together and then you'll need a place to, 
you need to distribute your shows from. So again, you've got your company created. So the company's going to have to set up an account to allow the show to be distributed. Uh, there's a number of big providers. Again, we'll put a lot of this stuff in those show notes so people can see. A lot of people use a service called Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. People use Blueberry as well. When I use Simplecast. They're going to, when you say distributor, you mean someone that would be willing to, like they would maybe, are they vetting my podcast to see if it falls in line with something that they represent or what is that? Uh, no, a distributor would be, it's a platform uh, that will serve the podcast to uh, places where people go to listen. So I'm describing, you know, something like a Libsyn. It is where you will upload your finished product to. And so it's hosted there. It's kind of this, it's similar to the way a, a website is hosted. You will have your podcast hosted by this service. And as part of the servicing, it will distribute it to the various platforms. So to the Spotify's, to the Apple's, all the places where okay. people listen to their podcasts. Okay. So you need that set up, you know, distributed to those. And again, depending on level of production from what we described before, it sort of takes some kind of shape and form. Because around level of production, depending on who you use for the production side of things, they may have developed some of the IP for your business and podcast. For example, you know, you're going to need some graphics and things like that, a thumbnail for the podcast and all those types of things. So again, I'll send you some links and we'll put some links in the uh, show notes for some types of providers. The other thing that a lot of people do is they just go to uh, 99designs, right? So they go to 99designs to have a designer or a range of designers bid on a job for, for building out your, your graphics. So certainly that's going to be an option and we'll put a link to that up so you can look to see how people, in other words, you're going to, there's a, there's a service by which people go to market and graphic designers will come and say, yeah, I'll, I'll build that for you, right? Uh, now, can yeah. you have your own, can you just do your own thing? Yeah, you absolutely can. The things I'm speaking to are, think about where you want to best use your time and you, you're you busy. Otherwise, I know I'm a busy mother and you know, you've got a full-time job otherwise. So certainly you can learn the software to design a nice graphic for the price that somebody's going to charge you. They may charge you, you know, $25 or $50 to do a nice graphic. It probably okay. makes more sense to have somebody doing it. There's people doing that all day long. That's, that's what they're doing all over the world. There's people that are saying, you know, pay me 25 bucks and I'll design a nice graphic for you. Gotcha. So, okay. Certainly. Okay. Because I, I was thinking if them. it's like a $5,000 fee, then it's worth sort of. There are. Yeah, but if it's and 25 to 50 bucks, that's okay. There are, again, again, level of production, right? Because there are companies that will do this whole thing for you and they'll charge you $5,000. And they've got certainly the expertise and in some ways things are better, but in some ways they're turning around and subcontracting like the design work to somebody on 99design. So. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. So it's certainly, certainly there are, you can talk to a big media agency and they're going to charge you five, 10, 15, $20,000 to put all these things I'm describing here together. I'm talking about the ways of bootstrapping or a lot of the way people's have done this, right? So some, some learning there and people can bootstrap or decide for themselves. As again, I would say I'd point you to 99designs and I'd, I'd point you to another site as well, Fiverr for putting together some of the, um, in fact, even some of the production people you might be able to find in something like Fiverr. Uh, so we'll give you some names for that. And that gets the podcast you're creating it, you're hosting it, and you've got some marketing around it. And I catch a ball rolling there. Maybe I'll, I'll stop my extreme of consciousness flow from there and ask you where you need to go next. Okay. So as an absolute newbie, I'm not sure 
I'll tell you what the scariest part for me is. It's not the content and it's not the designs and it's not the recordings because I would definitely, that's not a strength. So I know I could hire people to do that for me. For me, the scariest part is doing things properly and legally. And so that as far as the, okay, so let's start with A, the biggest fear A is properly registering it and domain searching and, and all of that, not familiar with any of that. So that's my, I guess that would be my primary concern. I don't want to mess it up. And I also don't want to use the name, register it wrong, and then I can't use it again because I've yes. screwed something up somewhere. And number two, I think for me, this is a scary piece, not understanding, like you said, the distributor and like those concepts are foreign to me. So I would like to know, like, would you hire like one person to sort of get your company name, domain search, blah, blah, blah. And then that's sort of another, and then you go to another person to do the podcast, like you said, distributor and all that stuff. So there's like a legal side and then there's a practical like business up and running side. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So you will be able to find somebody to do everything for you. They're going to charge a lot more. Like you're, you're getting into something five, ten thousand dollars okay. to do everything together, you know, and, and put it together in a way that really gives you a lot of that comfort. But again, you're paying for that comfort. I think it's possible to do these separate pieces that I'm describing at a much reduced rate. And so, you know, you decide how much you're going to, how you're going to invest. If it's your, you know, you can be investing your dollars or your time to put these things together from your comfort level in terms of legality and everything. Yeah. Even from what I've described here. And of course we can continue the conversations. You're going to be covered to make sure, you know, you've got a properly named company that owns the things that we're describing it needs to own. So as we describe that, I think that, yeah, as I say, you're going to be able to have things named and own the way you want. And the, from your question, the next spot you would naturally go is into trademarking and uh, whether you, you know, protect all the, those assets that way. That's a, again, a further investment, uh, obviously as a lawyer, I'd encourage people to do that. I've trademarked the millionaire's lawyer. It's not necessary to do that. It gives you those added levels of, of protection. Protection from- Anybody else coming in and trying to use the name. Yeah, anybody else trying use to use or name. doing anything associated okay. with it. Or, you know, you building, you know, and spending all kinds of times building things and making, you know, making it so that the way that you want it. And then somebody else coming along and saying they own those things. You do have rights just by first use, just by using them. You do have some rights. So again, it'd be a, a further conversation as to whether or not you want to trademark it. And at what point do you trademark it? The short answer though, is you're going to be able to operate this likely if we get it named and uh, get everything purchased the way we described earlier, you're going to be able to use it with a, a high degree of confidence. Okay. Okay. Is the GoDaddy hard to use? No. Okay, so I'm going to try to do that today. Okay, so now you've added the trademark piece. <laughs> yes. So now, okay, that would go under like the very beginning, like when I'm registering it. No, trademarking can be a whole separate thing. So you'd be talking, I mean, a whole again, thing. you could maybe learn how to do it on your own, but you're likely hiring a lawyer to do that. And you're probably going to pay something like $2,500 to do a trademark. So okay. we'll continue the conversation as to what the when the appropriate time is to trademark. It strikes me as uh, right now would be premature. Again, I'm a lawyer, so I always encourage people to do things you know fully and uh, completely, but it's probably not where your money is best spent right now. Right. So it is something you could do later. Like Absolutely. You can trademark anytime. Anytime. And so first steps uh, now, and I'm only asking this because if you go and ask, if you hire someone or if you do it yourself, 
to permission to use the name like that, that step. Mm -hmm. What is the timeline on that? Like, is that like a six month process? Is that like a two week process? Uh, Are you saying to license, like license, allow somebody else to use it? So licensing it to somebody? No, like if you go in and search the name to make sure that you can own the name and that the name doesn't exist somewhere. You know, you were saying... Oh, the nuance search is good for 90 days after it's searched. So when do I own the name? Only when I incorporate the company with like, if I, I'm sorry, I'm just a bit lost in that piece. So I say, I'm going to go to GoDaddy. I'm going to create the domain today. Yes. And then I'm going to go... And I thought you had called it permission to use the name legally. Yeah, the nuance search is, it's a separate search that's done through the incorporation process. You need to do a, a nuance search. We'll have to talk about that. And Separately. I'll probably, okay. uh, yeah. So you got, you got to order from a service, a nuance search. Typically lawyers are, you're typically talking to a lawyer to, to get that for you. There are other ways to get them as well. You'll have to have a, a, a nuance search that gets submitted with your articles of incorporation. So perhaps we'll talk about that. And then the point when, you, when you're ready to, to order that name, we can perhaps order that one for you and then uh, provide you with the proper, uh, yeah, provide you with the proper nuance search. So if a person says, hey, I've got this great idea for a company, I've got my name for my company, how long do you think it would take someone if they hired, you know, representation to sort of be able to say, okay, I've got my idea, I've got my company name to actually create a company and say, okay, now I own this company. Now I'm going to get started. And now I represent myself under this company. Does that make sense of a question? Yeah, it totally I makes know, sense. But- I mean, I'm, it's tougher to answer because qu- okay. how quickly you work with something. Because I'm looking, so I just got into the GoDaddy mm-hmm. and I could literally buy attach at the root.com right now if I wanted to. Okay, so how do I do that? Okay, you've got GoDaddy official why, state. Yeah, you've got to go in, you got to set up, and you got to do, you know, it's all these steps that same like the order nuance search, you got to find out how to get a nuance search. Or again, you're hiring somebody to do all these things, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm tempted to just buy this right now and then I own I'm it and I can transfer it to you. And I can't do it. It's yeah. blocking me because I'm at work. So, do you want me to, uh, maybe I just buy this for you right now okay. and then I can transfer it to you? Like, I, of course, I've got no intent of owning this, but. <laughs> <laughs> you're my new boss all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, exactly. I now, I now own your domain name. Like this is what happens. That's why I'm saying you got to be careful, right? Because uh, once it's talked about, because a lot of, there's a lot of domain name squatters. A lot of people go and buy all these domain names. And then mm-hmm. when you want to get your domain name or domain name, you have to buy it from them as opposed to the uh, to server. So you actually want attached at the root.com, right? Yes, I do. Attached at the root. A-T-T-A-C-H-E-D-A-T-T-H-E- R-O-O-T.com, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to buy this right now. If you're, Oh my gosh, I have butterflies again. Yeah. So here we go. We're buying it right now. And again, I can transfer this to you, but we're going to now own this. And because I want your company set up, right? I want to transfer to your company. It costs a $1 for the first year, a $1 a month. Those buggers, they've changed the way they're doing things there. So they're now charging $1 a month. It's $12. Yeah. So I'm going to buy okay. it for one year. Okay. Oh, awesome. So now you own... Attach at the root.com. That's so exciting. That's very exciting. <laughs> and I'm describing these other things because you're asking sort of start to finish. Like as a lawyer, I don't typically do all these things, right? I do the incorporations. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. get the nuance search for attached at the root ink as well. Okay. So we will order that today. And uh, for crying out loud, we'll send you articles of incorporation as well. 
Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to okay. get that organized today. But that's, again, typically people are hiring a lawyer and they're sort of putting those things together, right? So it's a question of how quickly can the lawyer do it and all that sort of thing. But I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to search the company attached at the root, especially what now it's like you've poked up your head now officially, right? Because we just bought a domain name. Yes. Uh, so we want to get all these things right away before, not that anyone's, I don't think anyone's going to rush in and grab uh, attached at the root. Although listening to you and all your charm, they'll right away think, <laughs> I want to get all these things. I want to be Roseanne and I want to be, be attached, attached at the root. At the root. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so we'll order the nuance search. And uh, as they say, we'll put together a simple set of articles. I know all the details, I think, from this conversation and what I otherwise know about you to get that together. So we'll send that together and your company will exist. And you've got your domain name. So that's amazing. Yeah, you're because I'm, now. I'm doing that uh, first workshop at the end of May. So I would love to have that sort of something. Yeah, so you want to have know, stuff set visible. up. And, and it just yeah. it becomes real, doesn't it? As you're sort of saying to people, like, I, you know, here's my comedy. This was called. Here's, uh, you know, you, here's how you can find me. Like, yeah, it becomes real. As uh, I, I'm very things. excited. This conversation made me very happy today. Thank you. Good. Well, that's great. Okay, well, look, let's end it there because uh, I know we each have to go in opposite directions now. But I'll get, we got the domain name. I'll get you articles with that nuance search and your company will be born and it will be have a domain name. And then maybe part two of this conversation will be the next steps or the next things that need to occur from here. That is amazing. I am so excited. You made my day. I had a hectic morning. So thank you. <laughs> You've you're, clarified stuff. You've taken care of stuff. I'm happy. You're happy. It's a good day. Everybody's great. Okay, great. Well, that's so good. We will talk to you real soon again. Thanks. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Millionaire's Lawyer. Please subscribe and rate on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. To get your business millionaire assessed and to access the wide variety of resources that we offer in addition to this podcast, go to jpmcavoy.com. That's jpmcavoy.com.